Hometown Tales Podcast 113. The Tripod Network. What's on? The Hometown Tales Podcast, featuring your town's local legends, ghost stories, folklore, and much more. You're listening to Two Cool Dudes on Hometown Tales. Tales Podcast, number 111, brought to you by NJPorkRoll.com, for the true taste of Joyzy. By NJPorkRoll.com. One taste, and you'll say things. Said, that's what you said. It. Uh-huh. Yeah. By NJ. Oh, yeah. By NJPorkRoll.com. You say it quick, it's like, by NJPorkRoll.com, but it's by NJ, B-U-Y, NJPorkRoll.com. You yeah, hear right? us talk about pork roll constantly. Yeah, right? Right? Yeah, right? So if you go to buy NJPorkRoll.com. And you buy something like NJ Pork Roll, you enter Hometown Tales into the coupon code and you get 10% off. Not for nothing. You could call them too and you could say, Hometown Tales. And they'll give you 10% off as well. And, and it's not just Pork Roll. We always talk, you know, I haven't had a Pork Roll sandwich in a while. Well. Well. <laughs> it's time to buy NJPorkRoll.com. There you go. Well, the only thing is, buyNJPorkGirl.com is especially good for people who live out of state because yeah. I can very easily go down to the Anytime. diner and whatever. But I, I might have a craving for it. I'm becoming such a, uh, what's the word? Connoisseur? Yeah. Jerk? What? Jerk. <laughs> Both. <laughs> I'm so specific about the way it's prepared. The closest place to me, they microwave their egg. Oh, Horrifying. Forget That's it. bad news. Wouldn't, nope. So, uh, Maureen... Yeah. Long-time listener. Sure. Long-time absentee. She's been gone. She was in Europe for a month and change. Uh, She sent us a big package, and uh, it was the book by Robert Service. Remember a long time ago? She was emailing us about Robert Service, and Mm -hmm. we'd say, who the hell is this guy? Evidently a very famous poet laureate of Canada. Yes. I put on your chair. She sent us a postcard, and this postcard came from the Crypt of the Capuchins, which is a crypt in Rome full of dead skeletal friars uh-huh. and she writes the last chamber has a cheerful little sign in four languages quote what you are now we once were what we are now you will be i guess have a nice day I hadn't been thought of yet so thank you marina that was very nice oh that was in the mailbox i see i see yeah I see, I see. anything else good in the mail i got uh, such exciting news story what if you don't already know it what I'll wait until we kick in the news Oh, I got a st- I only got one piece of news, and it's frightening. Well, good, because mine is a good one that I might take up all of our news time. Real quick, yes. uh, coming up for themes, send in your grandparents' and parents' tales of World War II. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, Cindy in Las Vegas wants us to do something on old hag syndrome. Okay. So, if you've ever had old hag syndrome, where you wake up in the middle of the night and there's somebody on your bed looking at you, scaring you, send us a tale. That'll be good for the Halloween era yes. coming up. Era, era. Yeah, that's arra, gonna be arra. awesome. Good okay. guy, Jackie. So is that my brain in you. your lap? Arra, arra. Oh, oh, oh. That's horrible, dude. Horrible. All right, no, no All right let's get into some uh, news. 
the way, we're in the new uh, studios. Yeah. Talk about that after the news. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing really to say. But, no, he'll say um, we're in the new studios. But yeah, feels like it happens a lot. Um, did you see this? Ala- Alameda? Is it Alameda? Alameda, California. Alameda, California. Alameda, California. I haven't a seen it. Clown that. running for mayor? A clown. Clown. That's his job. He's a clown. There's plenty of clowns that have already been elected in politics. Um, he's running for mayor there. And, and he, I mean, he truly, that's what he does during the day. He's a clown. Kenny the Clown. He's running a very long shot campaign, and his sister, his own sister, has um, said she will not vote for him because it's just a mockery of our system. Oh, come on! I don't know. I think it's quite poignant for you. Got bodybuilders, Jesse the Body Ventura. True, true. He was a wrestler now. Yeah. So yeah, so that's a. that's happening out in California, and it's a major long shot. But he's he's running it, and I think it's a little bit of satire, a little bit of sarcasm towards the. Um, and he's running for what? Mayor? Mayor, yeah. Everybody runs for mayor. Though. You know, Fresno, California, had the shortest mayor of all time. He was only mayor for five minutes, and he was only three foot two. Yeah, that's why he's the shortest mayor of all time. I have frightening news. Okay. Tokyo, Japan. Oh my goodness! James and Erie PA sent this in. Uh, NEC Technology Systems, big Japanese computer company. And I'll state for the record, the NEC, they and they alone will be accountable for the upcoming death of all humanity. He's stating that for the record or you're stating that? I'm stating for the record. It seems that they've created a robot, a robot with the ability to, quote, discern wine, name the specific brand, and even recommend a cheese. Fine, cute, great. However, uh, an AP reporter doing the story got a little too close placed his or her hand near the robot's taste sensor. The robot identified the reporter as prosciutto, which is a spicy ham, favored by people in Joyzy. And then the AP photographer got a little close, was mistaken for bacon. Machines that can taste. Soon they will rise in rebellion, arm themselves. Folks, be nice to machines, because to them, we're just nice little morsels of pork. Salami. You think buy NJ pork roll sells salami? I like salami. Did anybody ever think to like heat up salami or like fry salami or anything like that? You make a fried bologna sandwich? Yeah. It'd be good. This is major news, and I um instead of uh talking about all this baloney, I should uh get into it. Get into the because I was saying that this is just crazy, it's courtesy of the Denver Post. Thomas Cook has died. He was 55 year, 54 years old. He was hit by a car on uh, this past September 11th. But here's the thing. You ever see that movie Unbreakable, M. Night Shyamalan? Shyamalan Ding Dong, yeah. Okay, this guy is the Unbreakable Man. Why? Okay, listen to the things. This man apparently is the most accident-prone Man that has ever lived. First he, of all, but he's finally dead. He's dead now, unfortunately. Okay. And you would think, well, it's a sad story or something like that. But I think this is a little, kind of a badge of honor because this guy to me is a hometown tale. Uh, you know, I don't know of anybody that's more accident prone. To start off, when he was born, he was almost miscarried. Boom, right away. Um, <clears throat> when he he hit his head when he was a kid, and on a teeter totter, and he had the blunt blood drained out of his skull. 
He's broken collarbones and stuff, which, you know, not many people break collarbones, maybe football or something like that. Um, he also had, in high school, was on a skiing trip, and turns out he had this strange abdom- uh, abdominal pain, and it turned out it was a, a splenectomy, and they had to remove immediately this hemorrhaging spleen. Um, a few days later, it, it happened again. He had to go back. <laughs> um, when he was riding on a go-kart once, uh, he fell and had to take been taken to the ambulance, and blood was drained on his skull again. Oh. And then a few days later, he had to go back for it again. And now he's dead. He, you know, the, the news is ending, but I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> it gets worse. He was in a, a, a car accident um, when he was at Colorado State University. Mm-hmm. And this car accident was so severe that he had brain damage and was in a semi-vegetative coma for over five months. Not many people had any hope that he was going to come out of this. And then one day he woke up. Just like that. <laughs> Just like that. Like uh, awakenings. <laughs> but the worst thing is, though, he, he woke up, but it was a year where he had only the abilities of an infant. And he made it through. He eventually, after a year, rehabilitated himself and, you know, went to resume an ordinary life, became an um, assistant computer programmer. And, you know, everybody liked him. He's a funny guy. Just every time he got a phone call from him, he was unfortunately in a horrible accident. Well, was he funny he, enough uh, to run for mayor of uh, Alameda, California? <laughs> and then uh, just recently he, um, he got hit by a car. Talk about nine lives. My yeah, God. Yeah. I had a friend in college. She was at a monkeys concert, left the auditorium, got hit by a bus, lost all sensory of taste and smell. Forever? I think so. I mean, I haven't talked to her in a long time, but lost all taste and smell. Huh. Well, anyway, move on. What was she um, doing at a monkeys concert? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is she a monkeys fan? Well, you should be. That's prerequisite to going to a concert, no, you think. not the Monkees. I don't think you have to be a Monkees fan to go to one. I don't actually know anybody that is a Monkees fan. Davy Jones lives in Beaverton, Pennsylvania. Yes. Which is one town over from McClure. Has yes. the famous Bean Soup Festival. You're right. You're absolutely right. You're correct, sir. So, uh, so yeah, t- today, uh, who gave us the name for the, um, when we do this, we're kind of going through the, the mailbox and uh, getting a lot of the things that are all over the place. Who was it? Somebody gave us the name and said the hometown tales field report. I saw that email. I, I did Same not read time. that email. I do not know. I can look it up. All right. So what do you got? I have our first piece of mail from Medellin, Colombia. Oh yeah. 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 Nice. This comes from Mauricio. Nice. Medellin, Colombia. One of the most famous tales is a very real El Dorado legend. There is a lake by the name of Goadabita, located in a volcanic crater near Bogota. There are no rivers filling it, and all the water comes from thousands of years of rain. The local natives used to say that this was an ancient place of worship, and that the Quechua chieftains bathed in its waters with their bodies covered in gold dust. 
while the priests threw gold offerings into the lake as part of a yearly ritual. Near the end of the 19th century, a pretty big and organized team decided to dig a giant V-shaped hole in one of the crater sides to drain the upper part of the lake. It was a job that took more than a couple of years, but the records showed that they managed to achieve, retrieve a few tons of Ketcha gold figurines. Mm. A few tons of Ketcha gold figurines, many of which are now dis- on display at the El Museo de Oro, or the Gold Museum in Bogota. Since then, the government has prohibited further attempts to drain what remains of Lake Guarabita. That's have, pretty good. Yeah. And then he goes on to say, I have my own, co- my own podcast. It's in Spanish, but let's pimp it anyway. Sure. It's at www.noestru.com. Noestru.com. Noestru el podcast. Noestru.com. I, you know, when I was a little kid, I don't know. I don't know a word of Spanish. And I still don't. I never did. But when I was a little kid, I used to watch the Spanish channel all the time. Because it had Lucha Libre. Yeah. I was oh, a big wrestling yeah. fan. Yeah. So it had Lucha Libre. And you could decipher. You could yeah, decipher you could kinda, what yeah. was going on. And then it was some other crazy show. And uh, one of the guys was like dressed up as a little kid. And he had like cotton balls in his room. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you've seen that, right? Totally. <laughs> what is that? It was very popular. I was about to say it's El Cucaraj, but it's not El Cucaraj. So that's a different one. <laughs> and now Ugly Betty has come to America. It's not that good. No? It should have stayed. Oh, really? <laughs> should have stayed where it started. Um, and then there's Sabado Gigante well, con Gianni Canales. Is that the Big Saturday? Big, big Saturday. That's good. That's oh, good. yeah. That's because it's got all like hot, hot, uh, hot ladies. I was going to say hot, <laughs> hot uh, chicas. Hot chicas. I, he goes on to say there's also a pub where uh, a, the real party starts after the place closes at 3 a.m. because the employees that clean the place report being pushed hearing strange noises, seeing chairs moved, seeing shadows in empty rooms. Uh, they say it all happens all the time, but with the music and the drinking and all the party going on during regular hours in this club, nobody seems to notice. But there's nice. a pub in uh, Medellin where uh, it's amazingly haunted, but nobody notices until after hours. Maybe, of course, yeah. Uh, Cheyenne Wright. Thank you, Cheyenne. Hometown Tales Field Report. Check out arcanetimes.com. Uh, killer comic. Killer comic. Really nice, really nice artwork. And then you can check out Arcane Radio. That's Cheyenne Rat? Dot, Cheyenne yeah, Rat? Dot, blogs, uh, dot blogspot dot, uh, com. She would have made a good tattoo. Oh, come on. <laughs> Takes a while. When, you have, when we have a contest, you got to give like a lot of time. We give a month. A month? Yeah. Uh, a couple of weeks. It's not so much. It's not so much. All right. Um, I, there were some um, really good... Uh, Emails that I I wanted to kind of mention. Go ahead. I've already, well, I've already forgotten them. Do you want to look around while I read another one? Yeah, definitely. Well, do you remember? Wasn't there another um, mention of like a, a devil type tree? Yeah, I got that one right here. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll wait for that. This comes or from. You can read right now. All right, this comes from Dina in our yes. in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Yep. Michigan is the home of the pasties, Cornish pasty. Anyway, from Dina in Ann Arbor. Between Ann Arbor and Dexter, Michigan, is a very small cemetery from approximately the 1850s. Supposedly, something happened in this place about 1970, either to a woman or she saw something and was institutionalized ever since. It's kind of like, you know, look in the limousine at midnight and you go straight to hell. But I digress. Warlock Willie's grave is supposedly there. 
where a large tree, a large tree grew out of a grave, and the stone is high up in the branches. The tree is like unlike any other close by, and that both the branches and the trunk have very large thorns. The story is that if you lay on the grave, you will feel and see something pass through you. So, Dana and her friends jumped in the VW Rabbit. There's like at like ten of them. And uh, they went to go investigate this tree and Warlock Willie's grave. So the drive, you know, of course, it's the middle of the night. His grave yeah, is in the yeah. middle of nowhere. I, I can, I, I've got the email, so we should, yeah. uh, I'll jump in when, when you have a moment. <laughs> we'll go back and forth. <laughs> uh, across the road from the cemetery, there is a small turnaround. The guy driving pulled over, pulled in too far, especially weighted down as we were, and the car got very, very stuck on a rut. Now, there's no lights, there's no houses anywhere near the cemetery. It's in the woods, and in front of them is a large wetland field area and a a little river about a half mile from there. Really large, rich people's houses all are far away, and it's just them sitting there. Suddenly, out of nowhere, this voice says, You folks look kind of stuck. We whipped around toward the field to see two guys walk up. Now, there's, there's nothing around, but they didn't know where these guys came from. They're dressed in what we'll say deliverance-like flannel shirts, <laughs> suspenders, <laughs> not really jeans, but nondescript, uh, you know, Friday the 13th Jason pants. Right from deliverance. That's their arrival is like de- deliverance. Uh, they're, they're colorless clothes, as we mentioned and one of the guys in the group got between them and the strange people. And <laughs> strange people. Somebody kept saying, um, just do it now. Just do it now. Just get back. Just do it. From the back seat of the car, we couldn't really see anything as they walked around trying to figure out how to get the car unstuck. As weird as these two were, they did help to get the car out on the road. Once everybody piled back in, they wouldn't really tell us anything about what was said or what happened with those guys. But we always thought there was something else that happened. Until a couple days later when they went back to the cemetery during the day and it appears that it wasn't nearly as haunting. (laughs) (laughs) But they certainly didn't lay on the grave, anything like that. It's a very overgrown cemetery. Um it's it's it was hard to even tell that it was a cemetery. We certainly know plenty of those. You know, Dina, uh, I don't know how long you've been listening to the tales, but if you go back, like back in the 80s or 70s, Gene told a story about the Church of the Mystic Light when he went to freak out some friend. I, I, I think this is set up the way... The way it seems to me is like these guys set up to these dudes to come out of the woods, like yeah, a deliverance well, thing. And the whole like exchange that no one knew yeah, yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dina, I don't know how long ago, I don't know when this happened, but you might want to talk to your friends and get the, get the lowdown on the truth. Keep us posted. Yeah, please keep us posted. You know, everybody says there's a lot of tales of Michigan. You never tell them. I'm always telling tales of Michigan. Yeah, a little. I think so. Like the trolls and the UPs yeah, and the pasties yeah. and Devil's Night and... And the J.W. Westcott. Yeah. One of the great UFO phenomenon uh, was in Lansing. It was, they call it like a three-day chase between a UFO and the Michigan State Troopers. There was a UFO sighted, and, and State Troopers, 
there was like an all points bulletin to follow a UFO and they followed it for a couple hours. They would lose it. It'd show up another day right around campus and they'd follow it again for like three or four days. They kept chasing mm-hmm. UFOs throughout Michigan. And then there's the whole tale of Bay City rollers, which they're not from the Bay City. They're from Scotland or Sweden or something like that. But they had to pick a name that sounded Americana. Yeah. So why not Bay City? Hey. What you got going on there? What you doing? Uh, <laughs> I, I had something and I lost it. There was a, like a, more of a news story than, than an email. But um, I, I was going to just mention that there was some strange meteors spotted over Arizona. But I'm um, trying to look for the news report of it. And I can't seem to find it. But I'm sure it's somewhere. Somewhere around. So. Any other field report news that you have? No, I just want to give somebody a heads up. Okay. Um, Amber, Greensboro, mm-hmm. North Carolina. We're going for pickle chips. Yes, I heard you mention that. Uh, uh, one of the reasons I couldn't go to uh, the PMA, Podcast Media, Port Black, because I was saving up all this cash. You're going to, to Disney. Put, to put down a, a huge chunk of change on a week at Disney World for uh, Maggie and Debbie's birthday coming up in February. So grabbing the camera, they're flying. I'm road tripping. Jersey, North Carolina, down to Orlando. When is this? February, which is the okay. perfect time to get out of Jersey. So maybe we should send the save the Disney themed cast for for, for like that. later. Yeah, that's a long time away, but yeah, a lot of good Disney. Yeah, content. one of the things we're going to do a theme podcast on Tales of Disney. But anyway, so Amber said like one of the great. I always thought pulled pork and a sweet tea was the official cuisine of uh, North Carolina. Yeah, seems like there's something a little bit more unique. Amber mentioned fried pickle chips, mm. and she doesn't go for ketchup. I think she goes for some sort of like garlicky. Creamy garlicky mustard sauce. So I think we're going to hook up and uh, have some chips. There's a tattoo parlor right down the block. Maybe I'll get another one. And where in North Carolina is that? Greensboro. So right how, far, how far is that? That's Charlotte. That's far. I was going to say, how far is that from the fi- fried pork rolls, uh, pork, fried pork chop sandwich that Chad and uh, Mando always talk about, me and the bean? How oh. far? You can what? do them both. Where were we? We were in Raleigh, Durham. Yeah, but and that's an hour. Wait, gotta be. No, no. Where's? But they're from Mount Airy. Yeah. Where's Mount Airy on the map? We need a map. I think it's a little bit from Chad and Amanda. Sure. If you're listening, and if you want a lunch date for February, I'll, de- I'll definitely come for a fried. I could have fried pork chop sandwich for lunch, and then I'll just go have some chips before I hit the road again. Yeah. And then I'll wake up, and then I'll drive the rest of the way. And Filming then, as I go. Exactly. Oh, you got to get a shot of the, the pork chop sandwich thing. It's not on a stick, is it? No. I don't know. I, I guess it's not a sandwich, right? By the way, folks, uh, I know you're at work. you got your computer in front of you, screwing around, not doing much. Go to YouTube.com, and under videos, search Minnesota State Fair. And there is Everything, absolutely every kind of food you can imagine on a stick and deep fried. Yeah. And it is an awesome video. Well, when I was at a couple, a uh, little while ago, last week or two weeks ago at the podcast expo or whatever, I was talking about, we got lunch about, you know, the fried Twinkies and all that. And that, yeah. that started in New York, you know, all that, the deep fried Twinkie or whatever. And now it's like all over in carnivals, you know, oh, yeah? the deep fried Oreos and all that. 
Because I know the deep fried Mars bar I thought was from uh, like some fish and chip joint in London. Yeah, it all everything oh, okay. is from a fish and chip joint. Yeah, it's probably all the same. You know, I mean, ultimately, once you invent one thing, you've kind of invented well, them yeah. all. But that's exactly what a um, Twinkie is. It's a fish and chip batter on around the Twinkie, but you got to freeze the Twinkie. You know, so it doesn't. If you freeze it, then boom, it comes out perfect. Send us an email at uh, hometowntales at gmail.com and let us know what you deep fry. Now, if you are from the South, I've always heard this deep fried turkey for Thanksgiving. Oh, of course. Have you had it? I've had it. I've had small, not like a big turkey, but every year that's always the like joke is I want to do it for the real thing. Yeah. But I've had it like at people's houses and stuff like that. It's good. I Here mean, in it's Jersey. Not greasy. Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of people, you, they sell them in Home Depot, the deep fryers. You can get turkey fryers in Home Depot. Nice. I yeah. And like a little Cornish hen is even better because it's quicker. Yeah. I mean, it only takes small. about an hour to deep fry the turkey, period. But it doesn't, the skin protects it, so it's not nearly as greasy as you would think it is. Because once it gets thrown in there, immediately the skin holds everything out. So like, the inside doesn't really get greasy. So it's, ju- but it's juicy. Yeah, it's delicious. Oh, see, I, it's being, delicious. Being a Minogue, being of Irish descent, I have never had a plump, juicy turkey. No. Ever. Yeah, it's dry. It's dry and it's, there's yeah. no seasoning whatsoever. No. Yeah. Like, Thanksgiving itself is a hometown tale. It just happens yes. to be a national holiday. But yes. it was really a hometown tale for a couple centuries before we made it into something huge. Yes. Our segment of the hometown tale of Minogue family is that my grandmother will, will cook the driest turkey that it actually splinters in your throat. It can kill a person. Mm. Rumor is I had seven uncles. I have six now. I never met the seventh one because he died of a, of, a, of a splinter of turkey in his throat. She the trick is, to my mother. The tri- I, hope, I doubt my grandmother knows what podcasting is, so I think I'm, I'm good to go. <laughs> one of the tales is she, they came out to Santa Fe to visit one time because no way we're going to her house. And my task all night long was, Brian, keep grandma out of the kitchen. But she's one of those people. She's really magnanimous, and she wants to help. Somehow she got in the kitchen. I wasn't paying attention. She gets in the kitchen. She's like, oh, I'll just, I'll just throw together some of the, uh, the gravy. Good Uh-oh. gravy. Gravy that right comes, comes right out of the drippings. You're not yeah, supposed yeah. to have a ton of it, right? Here comes some more flour. Here comes some more water. Here oh, comes some more flour. So, it's, so what should be nice yeah. and a rich brown, it's big watered down, was just was mess. just a gloppy, gloppy, pasty like beige. Oh, and it, it came out of the like the what do you call uh, it? The, the, yeah. What do you call those things? It's gravy lot ladle. The, the gravy ladle. The gravy boat. Gravy just, boat. Yeah. Blue, uh, oh, nasty. That sounds like my my mom's not a very good cook either. Potatoes, just, you know, boiled. <laughs> Nothing. Just potato in water, uh, and that's done, and you get it. <laughs> meat, just in the oven. Yeah. <laughs> like, nothing goes on the meat. Pork chop, just in the oven, and then it comes out, and you're done. My grandmother, you look at No her- salt, no pepper, <laughs> nothing. Uh, Irish cuisine. Now, I've heard that, like, in Ireland, Irish cuisine is quite the rage. They've, they've dis- rediscovered themselves. Yeah, I think now, yeah. yeah but now, crazy. you go to Long Island, New York, where there's a lot of Irish. You look at my grandmother's, <sighs> you look at my grandmother's fridge, and there'll be these big bowls covered in, in dish towels. And you don't know what it is. It could be fruit. It could be some sort of salad. But it's been, and then there's, it's, but they've been in there for weeks, months. Yeah. You bring somebody who's from Canton, you show them my grandmother's kitchen, they will never eat again. 
That was the one thing about China. The Cantonese, they go to the, they go to market for lunch, they go to market for dinner. Everything is so freaking fresh. Oh yeah, that's nice. Us in America, everything's from a can that's mm. been in the cupboard for. I'm sorry. Am I digressing from tales? I, you know, I was just saying. I'm like, <laughs> this is two podcasts in a row that we've just said nothing. <laughs> we just completely ah. BSed. So we're going to be back soon with a really exciting theme coming up next in our next cast. So. Stay tuned for that right now. This was just a bunch of BS. I don't know why that is, but yeah. We were doing the field report, going through through emails and stuff, but uh, now I guess we're wrapping up, and they're kind of long, so there's no need to, <laughs> to start one of these stories again. I got so caught up in the holidays. <laughs> I think, you know, food. We definitely talk about food. It works. It, it definitely works. Um, yeah, we got some some good, you know, you can't get into it now. By the way, happy birthday to Cryptomundo. Cryptomundo.com is one year old. Good good site for all your cryptozoological fun. Like the goat sucker. Yeah. I'm Bigfeet. Bigfeet, which we have been corrected. In the Bigfoot community, they do not call it Bigfeet, but we do. Buy NJPorkRoll.com. Check them out. Good food. You can get it shipped everywhere. Enter Hometown Tales for 10% off. Buy NJPorkRoll.com. Bye. The Hometown Tales podcast featuring your town's local legends, ghost stories, folklore, and much more. You're listening to the Tripod Network. What's on?